0: hello hello welcome to the Jaxia podcast we got video all right obviously as you guys can tell this is not your average uh once a week podcast maybe one day i will get there but as far as being a stay-at-home mom and trying to balance this while doing all my other endeavors um it's not gonna be once a week for now (laughs) one day i'll get there so, welcome to the La Tragexia podcast, your divine source and guide of all things self improvement, sacred sexuality, transcendence, and authenticity. Um, I am a singer, songwriter, and a sexual empowerment coach. All right, now let's get into our nitty gritty episode two: porn 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 even just like who named this i should have looked up who came up with that word because it even sounds just like all right so we're gonna get into some stats first then i will explain a very quick overview of my story then i will talk about the negative effects of porn And then um, I will talk about how to quit your porn addiction if you have one. And maybe this is something that you can share with somebody if you know they have one. All sources are linked in the show notes. All right, let's get to it. So as far as the stats, so about 200,000 people in the US are considered porn addicts. And that's just reported. I mean, y'all know is way more than 200,000. Come on. These are just people that are actually admitted to it, right? So about 200,000 people in the U.S. are considered porn addicts, with men being 543% more likely to be addicted than women. Furthermore, 68% of young adult males and 18% of females use porn weekly. Okay, I feel like as a woman, we're not going to admit most of us won't admit that we have a porn addiction or that we even use it often, right? I know I had a severe porn addiction from a very young age and I'm like, I think I'm like five, almost six years sober, so yay. Um, And I don't even think about it. I don't have a desire for it at all. So if I can quit it, anybody can. All right. So remarkably, 79% of American men have viewed porn During their lifetime, and 64% of Christian males and 15% of Christian females monthly. Around 9% report an addiction to online porn, while 20% of users feel controlled by their sexual desires from excessive use. So, as a sexual empowerment coach, what does that mean? It means as a to be empowered in your sexuality, it means that you are in control of your sexuality, that that sexual energy that you have, you can use it, you can channel it for your own being, and then you can share it with whoever you choose to share it with, but you are in control of it, and it does not control you. That is the disconnection, and that is the definition of not being sexually empowered is letting it control you and you're not in control of it, but it's okay We're gonna work it out, we're gonna heal ourselves, we're gonna become empowered, and we're gonna do the damn thing to become in control and one with our sexuality. All right, so how is porn addictive? So basically porn is the same thing as any other addiction. It starts with the chemicals. So you overexpose the brain with pleasure chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and epinephrine. And then you're rewiring your brain to accommodate the extra chemicals. So your brain is like now getting used to that to use all that chemicals. Listen, dopamine is great. Oxytocin is great. Serotonin is great. But in balance, we are not we are not meant to be in these extreme levels of dopamine, extreme levels of serotonin, etc. When everything becomes too extreme then there's, there happens to be other hormones that are not, and chemicals, that are not being balanced out. And in order to be centered, in order to be balanced, and to not let these chemicals control us, and these desires and these needs to control us, we need all of it to be balanced. So, um, after the rewiring of the brain, you become dependent on it. So you build up a tolerance, just like any other drug. You build up a tolerance and a dependency to the chemicals. You go from wanting the pleasure chemicals in order to feel good and then to needing them. And that's when it becomes destructive. So here are some extra stats. 56% of divorces involve at least one of the people having an obsessive interest in porn pornographic websites porn decreases your interest in a real relationship and increases your appetite for more porn of course because when you are watching porn how often is it that you can go back to the same for all my porn users and past porn users How often was it that you can go to the same video every time and it gets you off just like it did the first time or the second time? It doesn't happen, right? Because then you start to crave different things. Okay, now let's get into this. Let's get into that. Let's get into BDSM. Let's get into like fucking DP and just all these grotesque ways of having sex that we are actually not meant to have sex in this way. We're not biologically meant to have sex in all the ways that porn shows that we're meant to have sex, right? According to them. So it becomes this like leveling up in a way of like, okay, now let's go to the next high. Let's go to the next high. What else is out there? And it just, it's a never ending cycle ever, unless you choose to end it yourself. All right, so for 40% of addicts, marriages end in divorce. Pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%, bruh. (laughs) You become uninterested in what's supposed to be the beautiful and sacred and intimate sexual encounters with your loved ones and with other people because you are used to, your brain is used to seeing something else over and over and over again. And because that's not happening in relationships, that sacredness and that beautiful, normal sexual intimacy becomes boring to you because you're used to, you got your brain used to seeing these grotesque, I'm going to say it, grotesque ways of having sex. So more than 50% of people involved in cyber sex eventually lose interest in sex with a loved one. 50%. All right, so pornography is directly related to negative perceptions, attitudes, and aggression towards the opposite sex. And yet we get addicted to this. All right, now 58% of addicts suffer major financial loss. I wanna talk about this real quick because these OnlyFans girls out here, Listen, I love y'all, and I'm not gonna sit here and try to judge you. But those that watch OnlyFans, I'm not gonna lie, I thought about it. I thought about doing OnlyFans because I'm like, yo, like that's quick money. It looks like easy money. It's a whole ass business, so it's not super easy. But listen, how in the fuck is women are women making 10 to maybe 70 grand? a month just showing their nakedness their sacred body while a construction worker is making pennies compared to that. Literally the men that build this world deserve that kind of money and then the women who are just there just showing their body. Listen this whole thing of like I'm showing my body because it's art and yes in a way, it is, for sure. But listen, do you really think that these men are just like looking at your picture and they're like, beautiful, what a what a beautiful work of art. No, they're masturbating to you, which is a whole other topic of sexual vi- vampirism, vampirism. And that is a whole other ordeal. And, you know, these porn stars and these only Fan women... A lot of them are depressed and anxious and the people that are masturbating to them that is a very common theme because why we're having sexual exchanges sexual energy exchanges with these people that we don't even know we don't even know their background the trauma that they went through the childhood they went through the issues that they have mentally spiritually physically and we are absorbing and exchanging those energies with each other and i don't know about you but i am not trying to have anybody masturbate to me that i don't even know and exchange energy it's it's almost kind of like an energetic raping um for porn stars it's not but like for men or for anybody who's masturbating to somebody without their consent if you're a porn star and you're doing OnlyFans, you already you put that consent out there like it's allowed right but for those that are just you know a pretty picture pretty decent picture of you on social media and a person masturbates to you it is energetic and spiritual rape so just want to put that out there i know it's probably tough to hear but it is what it is so one third of addicts lose their job people be paying money for this i'm sorry but i just never understood it like Taking out the judgment of, like, watching porn. Like, why do OnlyFans when there's literally free porn out there? But I get it. It's like a whole niche thing, and you want to see that specific person. It's just, it's a never-ending cycle, people. It really is. Never-ending cycle. All right, so... Let me do a quick overview of my childhood and my childhood porn addiction that I had. And this is why I can talk this way about it because I had the addiction and I lived with that guilt and that shame and that grossness. And I transcended it and got over it. And it was, and we're done now. All right, so to make a very long story short, I had family members that basically left their porn for the world to see basically. Um, didn't do a very good job of hiding it. So me as a nine year old, yeah, nine year old found it. And the first thing I ever saw was a woman masturbating just in front of the camera masturbating. And I'm just like, what is she doing? <laughs> so of course I'm gonna repeat what she's doing because I'm curious, I'm like, what is she doing? Like, what is, why is she like touching there? Cause as far as I'm concerned, this is meant for Pete. <laughs> So, what what's going on here? So, that's how that basically started that cycle. And little by little, it became, it became a, an addiction. Now, the addiction started to grow from like, okay, casually watching it because I was interested in it to me actually feeling sexually activated by it. Not only that, but growing up, I was a little bit of, of a rebel. I didn't really like listening to my parents very often and not only that but i also was a pretty sheltered kid so with that being said that means that i didn't really get to play as much as the other kids outside especially during my teenage years from middle school to teenage i was basically in my room all the time because i was always in trouble for something or i just wasn't allowed to go outside for whatever reason because you know my parents were very careful of me and they didn't want me to I don't know just whatever fears they had growing up they kind of projected it onto me basically to make a very long story short so that turned into what i didn't have time to play with friends i didn't have time to like have um really deep friendship connections i didn't really have time to um just have fun time what a teenager does so that means that i was basically stuck in my room all the time which is why i think now i can i'm pretty good at being alone because i'm just used to that but it's not really what i wanted and so because i was alone i had to deal with that feeling of aloneness and sadness because i was alone because we are in a interdependent world we are not meant to be independent we are meant to work together and be in community together our oxytocin and our dopamine and our, and our serotonin levels raise and balance each other out when we are in community with each other, which is a very beautiful thing. So that I didn't get to really experience a lot of. Of course, I had friends. Of course, I was allowed to go to their, their house, but it was only like one or two friends and it wasn't when I wanted to. It was very sparse and very rare that I was able to. So with that being said, a lot of my my middle school to teenage years, I was stuck in my room. Well, what does that mean? Well, I need something to fulfill this depressive state that I'm in and this anxious state that I'm in where I'm just like, well, I'm kind of fucking bored, so I'm going to masturbate. I'm going to I'm going to sneak into all these different channels and find all the things that I could where there's a will there's a way. And so, I was able to find all these things like that had porn in them and that led to me masturbating like 6 to 10 times a day. Yeah, it was that bad so that's how I became addicted to porn and it lasted from like hardcore addiction I would say it lasted from the age of 13 12 13 14 like middle school all the way up until I was about 22 I'm 29 now so yeah so that's the little overview of my childhood Um, Yeah, I broke the addiction at 22. I have my little notes here. Okay, so the negative effects of porn. Let's talk about this so we can kind of get a really good grasp of like what's happening when we watch porn and when we're addicted to it. So there's brain fog. So you start to get hazy because all your different hormones are all just haywire, right? So not only that, it's not just your brain, but the genital releases over and over and over and over and over again it produces brain fog which means that you can't think straight you lose focus that's why a lot of men are in this um in this stage of like the no fapping which is when they try to not masturbate because they know and the same thing with like fighters like when they like the boxers and everything they're trained to not um ejaculate and to masturbate and not to have sex because they use that energy our sexual energy is a very powerful energy and we can use that for our benefit to become like almost superhuman if we know how to use it right and we don't deplete it over and over and over again. So, brain fog is one of them. The effects on sexual intimacy with a partner. So, I've or kind of already went over this a little bit, but it affects the intimacy. I've had a lot of clients that they come to me and they're having intimacy relationships. I'm sorry they're having intimacy issues with their with their loved ones with their relationship and then I asked them like well do you watch porn yep okay how how much do you watch porn anywhere from three to seven days out of the week and I'm just like like you're you're getting dependent on something and it's taking the spark out of your relationship and out of your intimacy because now your brain thinks that this is the only way of intimacy is through this porn and it's not it's not even close to the intimacy that you can have with a loved one because intimacy is not just sex right intimacy is that deep bond that you can feel with someone you can have intimacy with a friend deep connections and conversations with someone and that itself can be so fulfilling and so when you have that mixed with deep sexual intimacy with your loved ones it can be so beautiful but because you have this disturbed image of what intimacy is you kind of end up losing that desire of wanting anything less than what porn is offering you so the next one um increased isolation i can definitely relate to this because this is what i went through there's just there's just something that happens when one is beco- one becomes addicted to anything right like alcohol drugs like we like i think it's kind of like a common sense thing that those people tend to want to be alone more and it's not that they want to be alone it's just more of like they want to be alone in their own misery they don't know they're just so used to being addicted to something alone that now their brain is used to being alone in that addiction so because, and there's another aspect to this, because of the guilt and shame associated with viewing porn, users typically watch alone. As time and the compulsion progress, that means spending a lot of time by yourself, which increases loneliness. It is a vicious cycle, which I already explained. Okay, so next one. Trust issues can develop in relationships. A hundred percent so definitely been through this with um partners in the past where there's just this weird tension that happens when because we are connected in a relationship like that is your direct mirror so because we are connected in a relationship we just know what the fuck is going on deep within their soul right so that means like if we're feeling resentment toward each other, if we're feeling any kind of negativity toward each other, we're going to feel it. We know it. We know that there's something, there's some kind of haziness or some kind of blockage in the way. So if a partner is feeling guilt or they're feeling some kind of like, let me, let me, go, in the, let me go in the bathroom and masturbate real quick to this chick online, that energy of secrecy instead of sacredness there's like this secrecy and there that's where that's where guilt and shame grow. Guilt and shame grow in secrecy and darkness. So that is why that can lead to intimacy or I'm sorry, that can lead to trust issues within a relationship because it's kind of like the other person understands and knows there may be something there. But they don't know exactly what it is because they don't they're not on a they're not a fly on the wall following them to the bathroom and knowing that it's the porn addiction that they're having right so there's just tension when a relationship isn't fully in communication divine communication there's not a lot of openness in a communication that's when resentment happens and shame and guilt and all these things get in the way which also cause what intimacy issues You cannot have a beautiful, intimate relationship with anyone if there's not enough openness in the relationship. All right, next one. So the need for more and more becomes a vicious cycle. So it becomes like a never enough, never enough. We already went over that. The effects on libido. Yes, this is such a big one. I've had clients, male clients, that have come to me with premature ejaculation issues or erectile dysfunction. And they, not all of them, but usually about 80 to 90% of them have a porn addiction. And why is this? This is kind of going hand in hand with everything that I've been saying. But because they are, their brain has a disconnect with their penis. So because they're used to porn and they're used to all these like off the spectrum ways of having sex now they are first off overusing their penis over and over and over again you have to think of your genitals as a separate entity it's part of you right but think of it as like a separate person right and if you keep using it over and over and over again it's gonna get tired (laughs) so all these penises are just like bruh like can you stop (laughs) like this is too much like what like what is my worth and The truth is a penis, which I like to call lingam, L-I-N-G-A-M, is a wand of light. It is a beautiful part of a man that can shatter the darkness within a female. And it is a beautiful source of energy. When, When men don't overuse their penis, they have so much energy. And they have just like this self-motivation that comes from their sexual center which is a beautiful thing so premature ejaculation eventually the penis is going to start fighting back and that's what it is so the penis is like you know what i'm not going to ejaculate anymore because you already used me so many times and for the erectile dysfunction which is a dysfunction of not being able to get a boner. I'm I'm tired. That's just that's like that's the most simplest way that I can put it down for you without getting too scientific in it. There's a brain and penis disconnection. So the penis is like, "Bro, I'm tired. I don't I'm not ready for this." Like, "I don't want to fucking do this anymore." So think of that. Think of it that way. You're literally for those that have a porn addiction, I have compassion for you, I'm with you, been there before, but you're literally abusing your penis. And for women, it's the same thing with the clitoris. Man, like the times there I used to be addicted and I would get so much pain eventually of doing it so much that my clitoris would be in so much pain and then like a sharp pain to it because I was overstimulating it. So I was draining my sexual energy through orgasming because that's what happens. You use your sexual energy. It is the manifestation um, energy part of us that can bring forth our vision and our dreams, et cetera. And so we're overusing it and we are then on a physical level causing pain to it. So eventually the body starts to fight back like with any addiction. All right, now then this goes without saying but porn addiction can cause depression and anxiety i don't think i have to go too much into that those who know how that addiction is i'm sure y'all can relate and then loss of self-confidence or self-worth and here's another thing i've been listening a lot to like these red pill videos and and all these um, manosphere guys and they make up a good point that because porn is so readily available it kind of gives, it takes away the motivation for men to actually get out there in the world and actually try to have a relationship with a woman or at least, at least try to have sex with a woman, you know? Like it takes away because it's so readily available, even though it's not as fulfilling as an actual being with you, there is a lack of motivation that happens. So because you're just stuck in your room, Or stuck in the bathroom or stuck at your job office whatever masturbating to porn you almost feel this like well i don't really need it from anybody else and the truth is you do which is why you're depressed and you're anxious and why you're having low self-worth you end up not being able to create this habit and pattern of talking to females now yes it's a common theme men are afraid of rejection we all are right we all none of us like to feel rejected but unfortunately men if you want a good relationship, if you want that person to hold you down, you got to get out there in the world. Eventually, if you keep if you keep putting yourself out there and trying to actually connect with females, sure, you're going to get rejected. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, the better you get at talking to females, and the better your chances are at having connection or sex with females. So because people these days, men, are not... Um, practicing that that means that they are becoming less confident there's just something about like a man that can actually go out there and like put themselves out there and actually talk to a woman and just at least try that boosts your confidence as a man because that's like biologically what we're meant to do (laughs) we're meant to procreate and so when a woman finally says yes or they actually give you a chance and it goes well that's a confidence boost but if you're not even putting yourself out there to women then how are you ever going to gain the confidence and the level and the skill of actually talking to women and becoming you know charismatic and charming and etc next point here is the positives of not watching porn and these are actually the things that i experienced myself so the first thing that i experienced was that my third eye opened yes almost my entire life and i'm pretty sure it started around the time that i started watching porn my third eye was not open meaning that i was not able to imagine i was not imagine i wasn't able to visualize and i remember when i first got with my partner sean and he would like he would just say oh i'm just visualizing this and that and i'm just like how i can't like I, I literally don't see any pictures in my head i don't know why let me tell you that first month to two months of me actually quitting porn without going back to it at all i was i started to get my vision back i started to get my imagination back and to be honest it's not just a porn thing it's our addiction to our phones and our addiction to the tv all of that takes away our ability to create visions and to have visions but Listen, do a dopamine detox and actually put your phone down and put the TV down, all that. Watch yourself be able to actually have visions. And we need visions. It's part of our genetic code. How how can we actually create something that is going to be long lasting, whether it's art, whether it's a business, whether it's self-improvement, if we don't have that vision? Because the vision is what keeps us motivated. Okay, I see the vision. That's what I want. I'm working towards that. But if we don't have that vision, we just have like this haziness in our mind, our pineal gland, which is a real gland in our brain, which is considered the third eye that becomes covered. It's it's this it's this little crystal that's in the center of our brain and it becomes hazy. It doesn't become practice. It's not being used. Therefore, there's a muscle that's not being used to create the vision or to have visions to be able to imagine, etc. cetera. So that was the first thing that happened when I quit porn and is a common thing that happens when people quit porn. All right, this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. You get to rewire your brain. You can actually change your brain. Evidence suggests that with time and abstinence from porn watching, your brain can revert to how it functioned before porn what it's reversible the concept this concept is called neuroplasticity which assumes that your brain pathways can heal and regenerate because why because the human body is so special and it's so fucking amazing and superhuman that we are like wolverine up in this bitches. we can heal from anything if we actually put our mind to it and if we actually do the things that we need to do in order to heal (laughs) and detox, right? And these are, again, goes without saying, but the positive effects of not watching porn reduces anxiety, definitely experienced that when I stopped, it reduces depression, you get to gain clarity, improve self-esteem, and you increase your enjoyment of everyday life. And why is that? Because then the little things become so enjoyable and so enriching when you're not going to something like porn that is on the other side of the spectrum, this whole other level of like dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin. And then you start to kind of come back into balance and you're like, oh, you know what? Just eating my meal feels good. Just looking at the sky looks good, being in nature feels good, just doing daily tasks and washing the dishes if I'm just present and I stay here and I focus, this feels good. The dishes is a subjective one. But anyways, so ways to stop it. Here, let's get into it. So meditative practice. So for meditation, Sure, you can focus on actually creating a meditative practice that will eventually rewire your brain to not even want to watch porn. But I'm going to put a little twist on this because this is exactly how I was able to quit my porn addiction. The concept of meditating is sitting with yourself, sitting in silence, and breathing. Just focusing on your breathing. When thoughts come up, You don't become attached to it, but it's normal that you do, especially when you first start this. But you just, you watch the thoughts as if they're butterflies. But the minute you see a butterfly and you're like, well, that's a weird butterfly. Why did that butterfly say that? Well, then the butterfly comes to you and it becomes attached and it starts fluttering all in your face. And then you're not, you're just out of meditation. So the goal is to watch the the butterflies the thoughts and just as you do that little by little they start going away the thoughts start going away which is beautiful and there's just so much evidence on the beauty of meditation and that's actually what started my spiritual awakening was meditation so that'll be a whole nother topic for another podcast episode now combining meditating while watching porn For those of you that cannot quit cold turkey, I tried to quit cold turkey myself, wasn't really working out, I had to wean myself off. And I just got this, because I was already heavy into a meditative practice, I kind of got this download, this message from God that if I just use this meditative practice while I'm watching porn, I will snap out of it. So I will explain how this looks like. This looks like me getting that urge to watch porn like, oh shit, and not getting upset. Like, oh, oh fuck, like damn, I'm getting that urge again, damn it. Then observing that, observing that anger, observing that frustration, like, okay, wait, wait, wait. little by little, let's observe, become the observer. Don't become the person that's attached to the emotions and to the addiction. Okay, I see that I am becoming frustrated, I see that I'm getting angry. Okay, now, once you become that observer, you start to view yourself on autopilot. Because here's the thing, your addictive personality, your addictive behavior, your addicted self is not really you. It's not you. It is a program. So think of a robot. Think of a robot that is that has an addiction right a robot that is programmed to do certain things well you've programmed your yourself to watch porn however many times and to become addicted to it and reliant on it so the minute you become the observer and you step out of the robot's body you can actually see the programming and something happens when you can see the programming so for me it was like taking out taking a step out it it took me a few times to get this down so it's a practice but i I became the observer i saw the program that was happening i said okay i'm grabbing my phone i see it i'm looking for so instead of me like all up in my phone like okay i'm gonna look up this because i feel like, like like i feel like that whatever i became the observer and i started to see myself in autopilot so I see myself grabbing the phone, looking up whatever it is that I wanted to masturbate to, and I'm just like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. I see, I feel the urge. I feel the sexual attraction to this particular video. I'm sensing that. I'm observing the feelings that I'm getting during this. So all of this is happening, happening while I am observing. Okay, I'm putting my hands in my pants. I'm masturbating, et cetera, et cetera. And so, so that in itself was so healing for me because you, it's hard to get out of something when you're in it. Like when you're in a fight with a friend, when you're in a fight with your loved one, when you're like in drama or you're in like a depressive state, anxiety, it's hard to see self out of it because you're in it. So what you have to do is get out of it and become the observer. And with, that means that you're not judging what you're doing because the minute you judge, okay, now you have an attachment to it. Oh, okay, like now I feel shame. Now I feel guilt. Like I can't believe I'm fucking doing this again. Like I'm trying to quit. Detach yourself. Observe those thoughts. Observe the emotions. Observe the feelings that you get as you're doing it for those that cannot quit cold turkey and watch. It'll go away, give you maybe like five times max when, when you really dedicate yourself to being in a meditative practice as you are watching porn and doing the actions that follow watching porn. All right. So the next one is journal out what you're receiving from porn that you're not being able to give to yourself. This will get you down to the root of why you're addicted to it in the first place. So I know for me, I was addicted to it because I was alone. It was the thing that was giving me pleasure when I couldn't get pleasure from friends and I couldn't you know, hang out with people and I felt isolated and et cetera. It was replacing that root issue of being alone. So just journal out, what am I looking for in porn, in this addiction that I'm not receiving? Because the truth is we are whole and we are complete. All on our own, we came into this world like that and social conditioning is what programmed us to believe the opposite, that we need all these external sources to feel whole and complete. So the truth is, we should be able to fully feel whole and complete and not need this, these addictions. So just remember that. If you remember that you are a pure divine soul, you are a being of light. Um, I like to call myself rainbow light, but you are a being of light that has come into this world and you are already perfect whole and complete so that means that you shouldn't need it so what you have to journal about and once you start journaling your hand will take the rest your higher self will come in and start giving you the messages You start to channel these higher frequencies and these higher messages that are meant for you and you will get down to the root of the issue. Keep asking the questions, okay, but why? Okay, but why? Once you get to that, to the to those sentences of, okay, but why am I watching porn? Because of this. Okay, but why am I addicted to it? Because of this. Well, why do I feel like I need to use that in order to fulfill that? Because of this. I promise you you will start to just flow and flow is a beautiful thing that happens because that's when higher frequencies can come in and provide the wisdom that you need all right next one write down reasons why you want to stop and keep that somewhere like put it on a sticky note put it on your on your mirror put it somewhere that you're always going to see when you wake up if you have like a nightstand right next to you always remember your why why are you stopping porn If you watch it again, then what does that mean? That means that it's hindering you from completing those goals. So, if you want to have a better sex life, if you want a better intimate relationship, if you don't want to be a slave to porn, write down those reasons why so that if you do get an urge, you remember and you get and you get and you memorize those reasons why. And sometimes having that reason why, most of the time, having that reason why will snap you right back into, it. nope, can't do it, I have these reasons, if I go back to it, it's going to stop me from these reasons, So and stop, you from, stop me from accomplishing these goals, so that's another tactic, Um, this is especially, this is good for everyone, right, but I found that this is really good for men, replacing porn with physical activity, listen, I guarantee you, if you start working out, if you start becoming the better version of you physically, it's very rare that I meet a person, I meet a guy who is very conscious in his body and who is very adamant and motivated in his own physical growth that is addicted to porn. It's It's very rare that I find men like that. I'm not saying that there's not any out there, but it's very rare. And what I found is that replacing porn with something that's healthier, a healthy addiction. Listen, some of y'all, if y'all are not like gym addicts, I get it. I love the gym, but if you're not gym addicts, just start going or just start working out at home, whatever it is, you soon will become addicted to it because it starts to feel good and it starts to replace those highs of dopamine and those highs of serotonin and epinephrine in a positive way because you're improving your body you're becoming stronger and then you start to become confident you're like "Fuck yeah look at me what the fuck do i need porn for exactly all right so um then there's a cord cutting ritual i'm gonna have to do a video of this so i can actually show people and post it but basically you get into a meditative practice now this addiction it has a cord connected to you so you ask yourself where is the addiction of porn located i know for me usually for anybody it's in the sacral chakra so right in the pelvis area the sexual center so i'm gonna pretend let's let's just say it's in the heart so you guys can see so pretend this is the sacral chakra What you're going to do, and this has to be with full embodiment, it has to be with full belief that you are really doing something here. It doesn't work to just do this and you're like, oh, let's see if it works. You have to believe that this is going to work and that it is going to work. So let's say, okay, where is the addiction of porn located? I promise you, you will get an answer, whether it's by a sensation or it's a thought, it's a word. So let's say it's right here in my heart center. I'm, I'm pointing to my heart. Then I will grab that cord. Think of it as like this string, however the string looks like to you. You will pull that string out with your left hand because your left hand receives and your right hand is the masculine and it will destroy whatever is not meant to be in your body. And you will take your hand as the knife or the sword that it is, and you will just cut that cord. For me, the sound always works because it's like, yes, like I grounded that into this physical realm. So that is a beautiful way to do it. Um, a cord cutting ritual. I've had clients do a cord cutting ritual and their porn addiction has instantly been gone. So I'm giving you options here, whatever feels the most you know, resonant to you. Um, then the last one I have is start to become aware of your triggers. So when you start to actually have the urge of porn, it's kind of going back to that meditative process, observe it, observe, the trigger oh i'm getting that urge again i want it observe it become aware of it for as long as you can if your legs start to shake if you start to get you know <laughs> sweats like anx- anxious anxiousness that all is contributing to the addiction the more you become aware of these addictions the more you become aware of the triggers the more you are bringing light to darkness And when you become when you bring light to darkness, you start to fade it out. So sometimes awareness enough, it takes repetitive, repetitive and patterns and habits to do this because you have to be so aware of every single little intricate trigger that goes into the massive triggers. So it takes time. But combining all of this together, the one thing that I can say is become aware of your triggers and observe it. Observe it. Do not judge it. Just observe it. Okay. That's happening. That's happening. That's happening. That's happening. This is happening. I feel the urge, etc. All right. So that is that concludes the, today's podcast. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I hope this helps you. Please DM me or reach out to me if you tried any of this and it actually helped. I would so appreciate it. And you can find me at Elytra Jaxia um, on Instagram and TikTok. And I will see you next time. Bye.